Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today uh, we are discussing your recent birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Thanks. And also you're going to give us a bit of a lowdown on your experiences with the Oculus Quest, the new mm. kind of standalone VR headset, right? Yeah, so I got given it for my birthday, which was very nice. And yeah, it's if you're familiar with Oculus and you're probably familiar with the Oculus Rift, which is their main one, and they've got a new one of those out as well. Um, but they're like tethered, right? Like you've got to attach them to a PC and your PC is doing all the heavy lifting, which is fine in some situations. But there are things about that that I was like, I am never going to do that. Number one, it means moving my PC in order mm. to play because I've got to like, if I'm going to stand up, then... I need my PCs in the wrong place. Yeah, because you've got that sort of your snug area yeah. of your wet, and there's just no way to use a VR headset properly in no. that space. Way too small. And then you also need a decent PC. <laughs> and also it was expensive, right? Like the, mm. the the Rift on its own was already pricey. And then on top of that, anything you need for your PC. And then if you wanted to do the proper room scale, like stand up and move around stuff, then you also need extra sensors, right? Which yeah. were another cost on top. So you put all of that stuff together and it was so expensive. And that isn't just an Oculus thing either, because I know Steam have recently done their own uh, headset size stuff. It's like the index, is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah. You know, and I think like that with the sensors is like a grand. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so we're not talking small amounts of money here for like, a, you know, for a small techie toy. We're talking a big investment, the cost of basically another gaming PC. Yeah, exactly, which is a lot of money. And in comparison, the Oculus Quest... You don't, it's completely standalone. So you buy it and everything that you need is in the box. Even even a couple of batteries, which I was, um, that's kind of unusual, but I was surprised at. And th- the starting price, it has storage on the headset so that you load the games onto the headset. Mm-hmm. And the starting price is £400. Um, I think it's probably also $400 in the States. Oh, that annoys me. And even buying a Rift on its own is, I don't know, at least half that. Yeah. You know, So to think that you get like absolutely, you don't need anything else, right? There's nothing else to buy apart from some games. And yes, it's not like, basically it's got a, it's like having a tablet attached to your face, right? Yeah. So the graphics are decent, but not as good as the PC could do. But for, for that price and for the fact that it's like completely self-contained and you don't need to be tethered to anything, it's really, really, really good. See this and the, is it the Go is the other model as well, I think, right? Yeah, the Oculus also do the Go, which is the like, it's kind of the toy one, isn't it? It's one yes. step up from like a Google Cardboard, basically. Yes, but the, but these, in my opinion, are the way forward for VR. I think up until this point, I think the closest anyone ever came to making it really consumer friendly was Sony with their like uh, PlayStation VR stuff. Right. Yes. Because yes, the, yes. the problem is with all like the the big Oculus kits and the HTC Vives and stuff like that is that they're so unuser friendly. Yeah, hundred percent. They require so much setup. Like we do, we have them at the setup at the lands, right? And a mix sets his up, and it's like a full on like hour long process to get it all set up and get it working. And then you have to like monitor everything and have all these sort of workarounds on the computer as well. Only the most dedicated of kind of techie people and gamer people are going to want to bother with that in the first place. And then on top of the price of everything, it makes it so inaccessible. Whereas yeah. this feels like the first step forward into an actual consumer product that people may want to actually just buy and play with. Yeah, exactly. Like, and as I was saying to you before, before we started recording, like I've not had it very, I've only had it a few days. So I've put in a few hours playing some bits and pieces and apart from the battery life, which is like a couple of hours, which is fine, 
for a single person because you're probably not going to want to play VR for more than a couple of hours at a time yeah. because you're stood up. A lot of people get motion sick, yeah. um, you know, and all of that kind of thing. So that's fine. And it charges pretty quickly anyway. But if you wanted to share it, like if you were in a group setting where you wanted to give people a go, then that two hours is going to go by quite quickly, um, sort of like handing it over. Yeah. I guess the, the upside is you could always swap out the batteries, I guess, but no, it's still... You no, the the double a batteries are for the ha- controllers but the quest itself doesn't have a interchangeable oh, right. battery it like it came with like a replaceable lithium no, battery for no, us it, it, it just oh, okay. it comes with batteries for the for the controllers yeah so oh. you have to charge it over USB C. you can attach battery packs to it on the back of the thing but it's quite heavy i'm gonna so, say it's already quite heavy enough it is to wear on your face yeah so <laughs> adding a battery to it is probably gonna make it harder yeah so aside from weight and battery life and weight is fine both of which were okay like from the point of view of the technology Right. The quest is, as you say, like this is the first one that actually, in my opinion, for VR nails it. Right. This is the one where it's like this gives you the experience that everyone thought VR would be kind Mm -hmm. of thing in that you can move around. The controllers are great. The tracking is amazing and on point. The frame rate is really high and, you know, and the graphics are decent. Right. So everything about it from that point of view is all perfect. So now all that remains is to do iterations of it to improve the battery, reduce yeah. the weight, make the graphics better. They'll probably only pick the third one of those. They probably won't improve the battery life. It's probably just more expensive and it'll be heavier as well. So, And what they now need to do is improve the software. So I think the biggest limitation right now with the Quest is, yeah, it, because it's a standalone unit, you can't play ordinary Oculus Rift games or ordinary VR games. It's got They've got to be built for the Quest. Yeah. So it's probably similar to writing games for a tablet because that's kind of what it's based on. Uh, I think it runs it runs Android, in fact. Um, so it's definitely going to be Android-based stuff. So there are a lot of games, but there's not a massive amount. And also right now they are pretty expensive for mm. not a lot of game. Like they're very short experiences. So for example, the one that everyone always talks about is Vader Immortal, right? Which is like a half story, half experience kind of thing with a bit of lightsaber fighting and stuff mm. like that. A couple of simple puzzles, but that's like eight pounds and it's probably barely an hour in, yeah. in length. Now that's not too bad. That's okay. Especially something like Star Wars, where it's obviously the production value is high and it does look yes. really good. But then there's other things as well, like Robo Recall is some they had sort of like a quest version of Robo Recall, which is a standout uh, rift game. Uh, that's something like twenty five pounds and there's Eesh. only five levels in it or something yeah. like that. And it's like Whoa, some of these like i was looking through the reviews very carefully to be like am i actually going to get more than an hour of gameplay out of these yeah, games and you may pick up a, like six months time play it for like 20 minutes and then not play it again for another whatever you know it has the same sort of feeling as like early mobile gaming in the not too many people are working on it right now and the people that are working on it are sort of specialized so they cost more to do it as a result so as a result the the products are quite expensive yeah. and they're not quite as ubiquitous. So, yeah, I think once the market gets a little bit more, I don't want to say saturated, but just has a higher penetration, right? Like yeah. once more people own this and other compatible devices, because the the dream would be to have 
all Oculus or even just all VR headsets as a whole be able to use the same software to have a lot, much like the mobile phone market, right? Like, you know, just because I have a Samsung phone doesn't mean that the person with a, I don't know, a HTC or a Huawei or whatever can, can't use the, the same games. You know, that's would be the dream then because then developers can have a larger audience. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I've also, I've also joined this experience at a decent time because there's a lot of games coming out right now Mm -hmm. and they're looking like they're getting better but it's the same also with the media so you know i think we talked about this before like early mobile game days the media was like websites dedicated to reviewing mobile games were always really positive about yes it was like they hadn't they didn't know how to actually review video games kind of thing like they they didn't follow any of the traditional kind of trappings and it's the same with vr right now so yeah. there's like a couple of decent websites for getting reviews but they're not great in the even just the structure of the sites isn't really perfect there's not really a standard sort of set of things to talk about they're not necessarily talking about the length or some of the production value issues because they're kind of giving everything a bit of a free pass uh so it's quite difficult right now even looking at user reviews in the store because it does have a proper sort of you know system for people reviewing games yeah people are just very positive about it all and you're like this game is like 20 pounds for like an hour and then you've reviewed it after an uh, you know after half an hour or an hour or something Uh, uh, difficult difficult yeah it's hard as well because the technology has to be used slightly differently like you can't just make a stand stand the video game on them you know because that's there's no point to that so you need to make more interesting creative uses of the technology and and maybe not enough people know how to just yet and it's going to take a little bit of time for almost standard vr game trends to to establish themselves and then when you have similar enough products that can be compared to one another is when you're going to get a more structured but also more reliable review system to to gauge games against yeah exactly so yeah i'm i'm very I'm very pleased with it so far. It's been a lot of fun. I've been playing through, played Vader Immortal. I've got a Space Pirate Trainer, which is good fun. It's like arcade style, uh, sort of shooting waves of enemies that get progressively harder. Mm-hmm. And I've also, I'm nearly finished on a game called Shadow Point, uh, which is like a puzzler uh, that uses the fact that it's VR to do some clever stuff around sort of, think like Portal and sort of, you know, things that are a bit like mind twisting, but or mind bending rather, but that has a lot more impact when it's VR because you're mm. like in it. So when you look in one way and then you turn around and then everything has changed around you and you're yeah. like, whoa, and it's that's a lot cooler when yeah. you're in VR and you're like, using a mouse and keyboard. Your yeah. brain is like really confused about what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've nearly finished that. It's also narrated by Patrick Stewart, which is really Ooh, cool. Yeah, that's, cool. that's been a, that's been a good few hours. And I've, there's quite a few on my list. Red Matter has just come out. I want to check that out. Uh, super hot VR. I still want to play at some point. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of good stuff on there as well. They're just a little expensive right now. <laughs> Sounds like the takeaway is that the hardware is pretty impressive. The software yes. still has to catch up. Very exactly right. Right. If you if you were worried about can the Quest deliver on a VR experience, I can guarantee you it is the like it is exactly what you want it to be. Just if there's not like a bunch of games that you want to get or you're mm. or you're worried about the price, then maybe hold off for a bit. Yeah. Well, the price will probably fall at some point or another as well with special deals and it'll come bundled with things. And yeah, definitely. Maybe they'll even do like a game subscription service where like you pay so much per month and you get right. access to a certain amount of VR games. Like Especially if the they're classes. short, right? Like, you yeah. could, you know, subscription makes sense though. Exactly. Uh, and that would encourage more developers to sort of like, you know, experiment more with kind of weirder and wacky games that wouldn't necessarily like just sell 
as yep. well if they've got that guarantee of like money coming in from the subscription so yeah absolutely watch this space maybe we'll do a full breakdown review of it once you've owned it a little bit longer yeah definitely i can give do sort of like maybe some mini reviews of a bunch mm. of games or something like that uh but until then i've been Sephron. and i've been gelada and catch us again with another octal fm soundbite very soon <laughs>